A I N M E N U Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Hello everyone and welcome to Main Menu for the 10th of November 2017. This is your co-host Jason Castanguay. So, what happens when the Main Menu team meet a great guest? Well, we do laundry, teach phones to recognize our faces, get self-driving cars, and, oh yeah, talk technology. This week, we are excited to have Allison Hartley as our guest to learn about the talking laundry module, her new iPhone X, and talk tech news and views. It's everything you'd expect from us and more. I'm going to play this little announcement with which you are all familiar, and then we'll get started. Enjoy! Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi everyone, it's Janine Stanley, and today with me I have the whole, almost the whole gang. I have Jason Castanguay. Hi, Jason. Hello there, Janine. And we have the big R himself, Randy Rusnak. How do you do? How do you do? From the frozen lands of Minnesota. And our special guest on this particular interview is somebody that many of you, if you listen to a lot of accessibility podcasts, you have heard her. And if you follow her on Twitter, you get some really fun tweets. Welcome, Allison Hartley, to Main Menu. Oh, thanks, Janine and everybody. I'm so glad to be back. We are definitely glad to have you back. And one of the many reasons to have Allison on our show is something a lot of people have been asking about, and that is... The talking laundry, is it the module or the talking laundry box? Module. Yeah, uh-huh. it's the talking laundry module from first build. <laughs> I was going to say, I think I've heard it called the talking laundry box, which sounds way weird. Oh, let me ask you one question before we start. Are you going to come over and do my laundry, Allison? <laughs> okay, I was you know, say, everyone who listens to this program gets <laughs> Allison coming and doing their laundry for like one time. Because the fly you know, the country. <laughs> hey, vacation time. That's awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, look out. There you look go. Out, ACB. That's the way we get ratings on here. We <laughs> do special things like this. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so jazzed about this little module box, whatever you want to call it, that I probably would go and do somebody's laundry for free just to play with it because it's it's pretty neat. How did you first hear about this particular device? And tell us, give us a little bit of history about you and what, what drove you to this particular device. Well, my husband and I had this old clunky washer and dryer that came with this rental home that we're currently living in. And it was dying. It was slowly just the washer wasn't working and it would not fill up correctly. And the dryer was kept shutting off. So we were in the market anyway for a new washer and dryer. And then somewhere on Twitter, I can't even remember where, but I feel like I I find everything that's cool. I end up finding about on Twitter. I found out about this 14 year old whose dad had given him a project of making laundry more accessible to people with visual impairments. So I hopped on that website and without even really knowing much about it, I paid the hundred bucks for the box. <laughs> which, <laughs> and then I thought, oh, well, I have to figure out which washer and dryer this is, this is compatible with. Um, it's compatible with General Electric washers and dryers. The website is a little bit contradictory because on one portion of the site, it says it will work with most General Electric washer and dryers. And then on another portion of the website, it gives you a list of compatible ones with which it works. Yes. Um, I, 
I didn't want to test fate because we were already having enough laundry problems as it was. So I just got one of the compatible models from Amazon and had it installed. It was a little bit spendy um, with everything together with the installation. It was about fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but we hooked the um, box, which is basically a metal box with a couple of buttons and a volume knob on it with a, with a Raspberry Pi essentially type computer inside of it, hooked it into the ports on the washer and dryer, plugged in into the wall, and then started turning the knob on the washer and dryer and could hear all of the different settings um, for the different wash and dry cycles. Wow. Mm. Now that's cool. It is amazing. It uses the eSpeak voice. Um, there was a bug in the software, and the developer is so accessible and, and uh, responsive that he actually sent us a new S- micro SD chip, and we're sending the old one back to him so he can figure out where the bug was, but he's already fixed it. So oh, that's wow. pretty amazing. Yeah. I was trying wow. to figure out which voice that was because at first it sounded like the old double talk. <laughs> but no. Yeah, on the YouTube it does. He was using a different model, I think, back then. Um, and so the YouTube video is actually a little bit outdated, but at least gives you an idea of what the thing can do. I actually yeah. wouldn't mind the double talk voice over the eSpeak voice. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, the eSpeak, if you, if you turn the knob a little bit too quickly, it, it can kind of talk over itself, so that can be a little crazy. Um, and sometimes if you turn the knob and you don't get any speech, you have to go back and then forward again. We're basically paying to beta test this amazing prototype um, mm-hmm. wow. of what this kid has come up with. I can't believe he's 14. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. That wow. is incredible. So this is basically a prototype, but this is not... Um, generally available anywhere. Um, no, it's a, it's it's available through the first build website, which is basically a, a maker's type website uh-huh. where you put something out there and you use the feedback from the people who buy it to make it a better product. So wow. we've been providing oh. feedback um, to this guy and his dad. And um, well, like I said, he already used it to fix a bug. So wow. that's pretty awesome. Wow. Now, I had heard something about the fact that they can retrofit this because when I looked up my model of, and we just got a new washer and dryer last year, of course, Mm -hmm. which model did I buy? The one right before. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. It may still work. If you have the ports in the back, for mm-hmm. um, for basically, it's it allows repair technicians to to hook in and and fix things. So those ports, if you have those, you might be able to just get one of these, hook it in, and at least see if it works. Oh wow! I think I think it's a it's a matter of these are the ones we officially support, but you can try it on any general electric model that has these these oh, wow. um, ports and see you know if it works. I bet you if it didn't work, they would probably give you a refund. Mm-hmm. They seem like I, nice. Folks. I had no idea. That, and I didn't even look whenever I bought our machines to see if they had ports on the back for any kind of servicing because it just was such a, well, it's a washer and dryer. Why? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. And my husband said, we are not buying a, a, a smart washer and dryer. No, we are not. And I told him about this and he said, well, yeah, that'd be kind of helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it probably would. So, right. So, this works with both machines. So it does. How does it hook up? I mean, is this really difficult to, to hook up? Or? Nope. It's got the, it comes with the cables that you need. And I, I won't lie. My husband actually hooked it up, but there are just ports in the back of each machine that fit the cable. 
and then you need a just a regular uh, 110 outlet to plug it into and then it's it's up and running um and you just kind of adjust the volume to your liking and the only things that speak right now on the washer and dryer consistently are the knobs are the knobs for on each machine for setting the um setting the the washer dry cycles and then when you hit start it gives you a summary of what you've selected and tells you how much time there's a button on the box for each appliance that allows you to uh, repeat the time left Um, but there are a lot of other buttons on each machine that you just kind of don't want to mess with Mm -hmm. um, because they either speak intermittently or they don't speak at all i think i think his intent is to eventually have it where everything on the washer and dryer will be completely accessible. But honestly, when I'm doing laundry, I'm pretty basic. I want to pick a setting and I want to hit start and know how much time it's going to take. So honestly, this is perfect for me. I was going to say that's pretty Uh much ours unless it's, you know, something uh, like load size is different or whatever, but we've got the automatic load size. Right. These, this, this will also, like if you, if you just choose a setting, uh, what it does initially when you start the washer is it, before it really starts to fill up is it will look, it will measure how much you actually have in there and it will portion the water accordingly. So Mm -hmm. you're not, you're not wasting water. It's very, very energy efficient. So all the guesswork out of, you know, is taken out of a lot of that too. Absolutely. Which is why I got the kind that type of washer. Now my husband hates it. So he puts it on like heavy load. He takes it out of automatic (laughs) mode. You're paying the water bill, honey. Yeah. So, um, do you have, um, Allison, the website, and we will put this in the show notes, folks, so never fear, um, for this particular, the um, the site where people would order the Talking Laundry module? So it's available from firstbuild.com, and I honestly, whenever I want to relook up the website, I just do a Google search for Talking Laundry module, and it's the first one that comes up. Gotcha. Um, but there mm-hmm. is, I think, a search on the site itself, too. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, we will go ahead and put that up. And um, so while we have you here on the show, let's talk about some other tech gadgets. Because okay. you are hot to. for technology. I am <laughs> hot for technology. The number four, of course, on Twitter. <laughs> yes. yes, that is how people will find you on Twitter, which we'll tell yes. everybody in a bit here. But... Let's talk some other technology. What sure. new, new and exciting things are you seeing coming out or have you experienced? You know, we've got, of course, uh, ATIA and CSUN coming up. Financial mm-hmm. really interesting things there. But has anything jumped out at you yet? Well, I just got the iPhone 10 two days ago. Um, yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, it is the first iPhone that I have voluntarily put in a case because I don't trust myself with glass on the front and the back. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I, I put my eight in a case and oh my gosh, because I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. I just got the nice Apple leather case. Um, initial setup um, was a little bit hairy um, because at first I was not doing the home gesture correctly to, mm-hmm. uh, to activate the non uh, the non-existent uh, touch home button, oh, yeah. um, but I somehow turned Zoom on, and then 
whole voice. So I'm trying to operate voiceover with Zoom running. And uh, I mean, I can't repeat the language that I was using. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be doing that too. So I was able to, I was able to eventually restore the whole phone. I ended up having to do it in iTunes because I tried to do the fancy new setup where you hold your old phone and your new phone together and it magically copies over settings and does iCloud. Well, that didn't work for me at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually I, I backed up my old phone to iTunes, did the restore and half my stuff didn't restore. So I'm, I'm, I'm oh. a little miffed. I'm a little miffed oh, wow. at Apple right now about that portion of it. But in terms of using the iPhone 10, um, the gestures become second nature after a while. It's a very, very short um, swipe up that you do to activate the home uh, gesture and there's there's sound feedback um, all the way and I'm just loving it and the face ID was extremely easy to set up I was I wasn't surprised because I'd heard somebody doing somebody doing it on, on another podcast mm-hmm. but but hearing it happen and, and having your own experience are often two different things so I just mm-hmm. I I just put it in front of my face and turned my head in a circle and it's like no you got to turn your head this way to the left and uh, it got it literally talked me through the whole setup it wow. was. Wow. Really cool. Did you feel kind of weird <laughs> twirling your head and thinking, to yourself, I, I you felt, know, I've seen a lot. Of <laughs> I remember. I remember thinking I used to get yelled at for this when I was six years old. I was going to. I was going to try to um, squeeze that in, you know, like. Uh, but I wasn't quite sure how to go about it. I mean, you see people out in the streets do that kind of stuff, and you're in the position where you try to tell people, oh, you know, that's not really appropriate. Now you're yeah. out there going, oh. <laughs> oh, I know. There's so many. And I, I was going to say, okay, let's all look blind now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dear. Uh-huh. Uh, our ratings just fell. You realize yep, that. I was going to say, okay, send those cards and letters, too. <laughs> Uh (laughs) oh my so in practice does it actually work it does i just basically when i want to unlock the phone i hold the phone about a foot or more from my from my face and you hear a nice satisfying little click um and Uh then you're able to do the home gesture and it it, and i it works pretty consistently it even learned my face with my sunglasses on eventually. So it's, it's pretty neat. I am, it's, it's not, I would not say that it is quite as fast as touch ID, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's getting there. I think, I think my, my workflow has to change a little bit um, Mm -hmm. in terms of how I'm holding it and, and where I have my finger to get the, to get to the home indicator quickly enough. And I think after the, you know, after I kind of work that, that out a little bit better, hopefully this weekend, I will, um, it will be probably just as fast for me as touch ID. Cause touch ID would fail a lot, especially oh, yeah. if your finger, if your fingers were a little bit wet. That's um, what I was just thinking. Wet, cold, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. And the other day I had just washed a glass and I got a notification and there, and there's an automatic setting now where it doesn't show you the full notification until you unlock the phone with your face for security purposes, um, which I think is nice. Um, But my hands were still a little bit damp, but I was able to just pick up the phone and use my face to unlock it and go about my business, not having to worry about, are my hands a hundred percent dry? Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice and and will that? I wonder if I wonder if there are once make make a difference. I wonder if there are yeah. settings that you can change it instead of clicking. You could change it to like when it got near your face, it would scream. That's what I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and we now know why Randy's not getting an iPhone 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> I just picked up the eight, and the eight, uh, the eight's processor is amazing because with well, Touch ID, and and Allison, you're right about that about the uh, gold fingers, which uh, around here it's uh, <laughs> it's cold in the Midwest, yeah. but but. As I grab it out of my pocket, I mean, it just activates. If conditions are right, it activates immediately. That's they've come such a long way, um, and yet to put it to bed, so to speak, uh, with uh, face recognition. You think this is the way of the future? Is uh, going for for face recognition now? Yeah, I'm hearing that it's going to be on all um, new iPhones starting in 2018. Now, I don't think that people should have reason to fear just yet if you like your Touch ID because there will always be, at least for a couple of years, a model and a good one at that that has the Touch ID. So, yep. as the older well, I don't phone. Worry about it either, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, if I remember correctly, the 10 only comes in the larger size, right? Yes, it is a 5.8-inch display. It's edge-to-edge, and they mean edge-to-edge to to get to that home indicator. You're basically putting half your finger off the bottom of the display. That that is weird to me. That is very weird. It it still feels a little bit odd. I feel I'm like, why? I can't, you know, I have to really kind of get to the get into the habit of putting it right on the edge yep I but love um my bezel <laughs> yeah the bezel I, I, I miss it a little bit but i'm getting used to it but the um it's it's a little bit smaller than the plus models though the oh, iphone okay. 10 it's taller it's a little narrower um but it's all screen so it's it's pretty neat uh have you compared the sound with uh, have you well have you ever have you ever had your hands on an eight or an 8 Plus, I was wondering what the difference is between the sound, because the 8 has just awesome speakers. Oh, God. Uh, the the distortion has gone from the 7 to the 8, and uh, they, they just sound fantastic. How are you finding the experience of the speakers on the 10? Well, I'm finding the on the, the 10 that I can more comfortably just listen to stuff on the iPhone rather than having to hook it up to another speaker. And like And like you said, the distortion is completely gone. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty happy about that. Yeah, it actually sounds great. great. I just got an eight, and my only quibble right now, and I think this is more a, an iOS problem, but I'm getting a lot of breaking up, um, and it could be the, the voice that I'm using because initially I went to um, one of the – I had my voice as one of the Siri voices, and I had to mm-hmm. stop that because that was not working well in iOS 11 initially. And then they seem – uh-huh. knock on Formica to have fixed that. Um, and I went back to my Siri voice, but it does occasionally break up. And so, um, but boy, mm. you listen to something like music or, yeah. you know, audio drama. Oh my gosh, the speakers are amazing. It's brilliant. Mm. I could be, yeah, I can be in any... the kitchen with the water running and still be able to hear what I'm listening to. Yeah, they did a great job on the volume on the whole particular, you know, the eights and the uh, and the ten, pretty amazing. So, yeah, I'm not getting that breakup that you're getting, but I'm using Alex, and it's uh, uh, for me, it's real smooth. Oh, good, good. I'm I'm thinking of switching my voice again here to just to see if it'll take care of that breaking up a bit. Yeah, Karen doesn't break up either. I've uh, been using her oh, for years. It's the yeah. Siri voices, darn. Yeah. Oh, well. That's unfortunate. Oh, well. And I'm not allowed to listen to Karen in my home. It's like, uh, you, you really like that voice? Uh, yeah, I do. Well, why? 
<laughs> yeah, my my spouse yeah. said, if I hear that new Siri voice, that girl, I'm going to throw it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. She is a the, little, the, uh, yeah. the new Siri sounds like she's on uppers. Okay, I'll help you with that. Like, oh, well, especially there, when she gets. I was talking to Jason. Uh, we were texting back and forth and I said something to Jason and I used LOL and she goes LOL I still like the male Siri and it won't do it like if you're reading but if you're typing awkward <laughs> oh it's the funniest thing mm-hmm. I've ever heard wow does Alex still say quibisi for for Q what you're doing a phonetic oh, um, that was he can't say Quebec. He oh, that's Quib- hilarious. Quibici. I never noticed that. I don't know. I've never noticed that either. I'm going to try it right I now. Can I put my phone into Swahili or something? You know? But no, it was just Alex trying to say Quebec. Oh, no. I, I don't hit the cue often enough, I guess. <laughs> we have to, you have to do that phonetic, Randy, so you get a hold on it there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mine's oh, saying yeah. Quebec now, so. Oh, they oh, must have no. fixed it. It was yeah. the wildest thing, though. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Very wild. Well, as we are recording, actually, they have come out with the public version of iOS 11. Point, what is it? Point one point one. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, one point awesome. one. Um, the public betas for iOS 11.2 are out. Um, somehow I got kicked off the beta cycle, which is probably not a bad idea. But hmm. um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to put betas on my new phone. I just, yeah. uh, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it gets to a point where it's like, how long do I want to keep doing this? And, you know, it just complicates my life. I need to <laughs> yeah. take it easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really didn't see anything that was exciting me enough to say, all right, oh, let me let me make sure I get this beta back. Woo. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Allison, did you ever get that Apple Watch that you were tweeting about? Did you ever, uh, did you ever get one? Oh, yes, I did. I'm still having the same problem, and- though, where I forget to wear it. <laughs> Oh no! I put it oh, on the charger and I go waltzing problem. out the door. <laughs> yeah, well, you have the same problem that I do with clothing as I get older. It's like, oh, did I put that on? We'll just call you the emperor. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh he's got a new nickname. Time to recover from that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be six so, degrees. So, yeah. <laughs> so, do you like your uh, you like your you like your watch? And what did you get? Did you get an LT? LTE watch or I did got, you get a Wi-Fi watch or I did get the LTE watch. I haven't really had a lot of a lot of chance to test the LTE. I live so close to to work now that <laughs> between work and home it's about a, a 10 minute walk tops. So uh hmm. haven't had oh, a lot of chance gotcha. to take a to take uh mm-hmm. calls while I'm out. But I'm glad to know it's there when I need it. That was that was pretty much why I got it on that. I will tell you the watch. Um watch three is pretty amazing. Um, it is. I've still got my original. It's a great thing, as you guys will hear on a on a section of main menu if you're thinking about buying a watch. But wow, I mean, if you really are into the performance of the watch and different things, I was playing around while the iOS update was going in today, and it was pretty quick. But I was playing around on my watch with mail, with let's see, what else was I looking at? News. Um, wow, compared to what it used to be, where you would sit there and la 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 while things yeah. were loading, and while the <laughs> stories were loading, and yeah, 
It's so much well, better. Well, I'm this close to getting one. So the, uh, um, Janine and I were talking about over on Threema on the main menu team. And uh, so we were talking uh, about it. I'm, I'm this close to being pushed over the edge. So I, the, I, the way I figure that I would do it is to pay it off through my uh, T-Mobile uh, contract. I think that's oh, a better way to because that forking out that kind of money is like oh, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a chunk of money, folks. And that's why I say if you can, you know, if you have a plan like that through your phone company that you can pay it off, you mm-hmm. know, in amounts, that's great. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Try it out and, you know, see what you like. But, oh, my gosh, you will wonder, Randy, I, I will be talking to you by the, by the first of the year, if you get a watch, you're going to wonder what you ever did without it. Timers and um, taptic time. Did you say positive feedback? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, too. Uh, that would be great. It's like, oh, you're still breathing. <laughs> That's right. Good job. Good job. breathing. <laughs> you met your goal for this hour. <laughs> well, and being fitness-minded like you are, Randy, it would, it would really be good for you. Yes. Because you would be able to keep track of all of that right on the watch. Yep. And do workouts. Oh, that's exciting. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll be, I really seriously will be looking forward to, and this is in all seriousness, so looking uh, at the heart monitor function, I think that'd be really, really cool to have. That is pretty awesome. And you can set it for whatever rate you want to monitor. So you don't want to go mm-hmm. above a certain mm-hmm. amount, you know, yeah. that's, it's really customizable. I was, I was wow. really surprised. So it was actually very, very interesting. And just being able to track that now, at some point, I think, and I'm sure there are places that already do it, there will be a way to port that data up to your, to your doctor. You know, oh, I'm sure there oh, will be. Oh, that's coming. Yeah. yeah. I hope so because, boy, going in for that, you know, uh, just to get the checkup and everything and, oh, are you still breathing? Yeah. Okay. You know, I get <laughs> a prescription yeah. renewed. Do I have to do all of this? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I could have done this from home. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about some other technology because you are a, a force out there in the AT world, Allison. We're going to... Just, I'll just throw out a couple topics here for our, our group to gnaw on. How about the recent Firefox update? Oh, and, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts on this? Now, watch. You know, several of us here are going to be saying, um, doesn't affect us because we don't use Windows. <laughs> That's kind of where I am. When I, when I use Windows, I use Chrome. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. really been yep. paying a whole so lot of I. attention to what's been going on with that. And most of the, you know, 99% of my browsing is now done on my phone in Safari. So, <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've pretty much switched over to Chrome too, which I was really pleasantly surprised at how well JAWS performs with it, how well NVDA performs with it. And how many functions um, of some of the work apps that I do are actually more accessible in Chrome than they are in the other browsers. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was kind of nice. pretty amazing. I felt like Chrome was faster, too, in loading pages. Oh, like yes. Firefox was great, but uh, I, I got used to Safari and how fast Safari loads pages. And then when I went over to Firefox, I'm like, oh, goodness. So I switched over to Chrome and felt like that was better. Yeah. Now, have you tried any of you Chrome on... Um, on the Mac, I have played with it just a tiny bit recently, and it's pretty good, too. I haven't tried it for a while, so mm-hmm. that, that sparks my curiosity. Same here. I, was, I have it on my phone, but not on... I have it on the Mac, but I haven't played with it for a long time. 
Yeah, I was actually using it in a in a podcast setting. My friend was doing something on on Zencast, and um, he was using that, and it was just a Chrome window that popped up, and it was actually pretty accessible. Huh. Wow. Um, and it was quick. See, that would be great. Neat. That would be very nice. And I, I'm curious as to if you're on a website, if say all of the um, all the shortcut keys like H for heading and things like that, if there is one that actually reads static text like it does on the phone. I am waiting for that to come to Safari for the Mac. I would love that oh, so much. Yeah, I day. need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would it would make my workflow so much faster. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, okay, so Randy, I'm going to pop up one here that I'm sure you have heard a lot of uh, a lot of talk about, and that is the controversy involving blindfold games. Oh, oh God, yeah, I I know about the controversy, but you know, I honestly haven't delved into it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys can get ready to laugh if you want, but <clears throat> I'm not a game player. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I really am not. I, I have just don't get into the whole blindfold game set. I mean, I just, I don't have, uh, time enough in the day to just sit down and play games. I, I mean, sometimes I even had trouble, um, reading a book. I mean, I, my days kind of filled up, especially now that I'm gone back to work a little bit. Um, so, um, but, but I do understand it all. And what do I think of it? Uh, I, I kind of, sometimes I kind of think, you know, Apple might be trying to squash some of this stuff, but, ah, you know, when it comes right down to it, I mean, I care about other people and and what their issues are, but for myself, I don't really care that much. (laughs) Gotcha. Well, to catch people up, I'm sorry, Allison, but to catch people up on what what we're talking about, Blindfold Games, who's the developer of 80, I did not realize he had 80 games out there or 80 different Blindfold Mm -hmm. products. Yeah. In the App Amazing. Store, whoa! And um, recently, in the developers' agreements with Apple, they made some changes, and they would like to have app developers consolidate a lot of their apps, and uh-huh. they're using similar menu structures and things like that. That's the way I understand it. And for uh, the the gentleman whose name escapes me at the moment, Marty, uh, to do this would be cost prohibitive for him and Allison. Thoughts? <laughs> I think this is the stupidest rule on Apple's part. And you know, I usually side with Apple on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think it's absolutely ridiculous that the community is going to be deprived of these really wonderful games. I've enjoyed several of them um, because of this really dumb rule that Marty, he was on uh, another podcast explaining that yes. he's tried to have conversations with Apple about, look, this is, this is how this doesn't actually violate this rule. Mm-hmm. It, may be, it may be a similar template yeah. structure for all the apps, but the games themselves are extremely unique and they, they don't want to hear it. And this is, no. what, this is what makes me upset about Apple sometimes and this is what causes me to check out other platforms mm-hmm. occasionally because I just can't handle this sort of totalitarian, we are Apple and we make the rules and mm-hmm. if you want to play in our sandbox, you have to do this. It just yeah. it really and- grinds my gears. Mm. <laughs> well, and I'm just wondering how many, you know, how many jobs at Apple were created to go through the thousands and thousands of apps in the app store yep. and all of the developers and just look through them and say, 
All right. They all have to be separate or you have to consolidate them into bundles. And uh, Marty actually made a good point about doing that. The amount of audio involved in the games, if you're downloading bundles, that's a lot of stuff you're downloading yep. that you may not want to use. Yeah. On your phone, which mm -hmm. I thought yeah. Uh, normally, you know, I figure, okay, developers, you guys know what you're getting into. And, um, you know, you do this for a living. So, you know, but that point really hit home to me was, wow, you know, you're going to be downloading a chunk of stuff for these apps. Mm. And I know a lot of people, Randy, and here's where this might come into play for you. Um, a lot of AT uh, people use them in training. Yep. To teach people how yeah, to you're right there. Yeah. in a fun way. Mm -hmm. And especially for some of the gestures and things like that, because some of those games really do get you more involved in moving around the screen of your phone with your fingers. Oh, yeah. I think we are probably coming to the end of our little discussion here, but is there anything, if you guys could have your greatest wish for a piece of technology, um, what at this point would... And I'll start with Jason, because we haven't picked on him yet. <laughs> Ooh, well, immediately what came to mind was self-driving car, baby. That would be fabulous, because um, GPS and, and all this technology that helps keep track of everything just keeps getting better and better. And even though it's a little bit creepy to think uh, AI is driving your car, uh, I think the benefits probably far outweigh the risks and lord knows there's plenty of risk when you go out on the street now anyway <laughs> <Yep>. so <laughs> absolutely absolutely and with the galileo gps system that's coming in 2018 i'm i'm really psyched about that oh, and see course, i don't know what that is oh yeah that is a different type of gps that is supposed to be much more accurate ah. than the GPS that we have, which is an aging system of satellites, etc. But mm -hmm. we will have Larry Scootcon on to talk about it because Larry Larry knows all about Yay. it. Cool. We will have Larry and his cronies on again to talk about that with us. That's top of my list too, a self-driving car and that fabulous new <laughs> GPS system. I would like the luxury of being able to live where I want and decide to commute to work mm -hmm. and be able to get in my car and just go and not have to to utilize 8,000 modes of different transportation to get yes. there. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh, Randy, you're up. I'd love to have a, I'd love to have a car that could just hop in and go where I want. Cause sometimes I literally have to wait. Um, we're off the beaten track with some places like 25, 26 miles, 30 miles away. Oh. It's like, you got to wait and hope that you will be able to arrange transportation. Like, let me give an example. <clears throat> this, this, I wouldn't have to worry about what I worried about the other day, and that is, I was headed for uh, toward a T-Mobile store, <clears throat> and I hopped on a paratransit and headed over there. And you know, this guy was, oh yeah, I know where you're going. Uh, no problem. Blah blah blah. Famous last words. So, so yeah. I, so I got there. Well, I trusted this guy because you know, it's like you kind of put your trust in the driver. Mm -hmm. Uh, in this case, a GPS wouldn't wouldn't have done any. Well, it might have done some good, at letting me know that at least I was in the right mall. But I got off and I walked in, and I there was somebody just standing there. I said, "Excuse me, could you point me in the direction to T-Mobile?" And she said, 
what's that? And I said, T-Mobile. And she goes, well, there's, there's no T-Mobile here in this mall. Oh, and oh, I, no. oh my God. And I had gotten dropped off and yeah, I could have caught a bus and taken a bus back or whatever, but I was, you know, I still wanted to get my phone case and get some business taken care of that I wanted to take care of. And so I walked in a little further and I said, uh, excuse me, could you point me in the direction of T-Mobile? Uh, it's right next to Fitkers. And this woman, like, she was <laughs> sort of afraid to talk to me. I can understand that. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're down with that. Well, this little lady came up and she goes, oh, where are you going, son? And I said, oh, I was headed for <laughs> T-Mobile. She goes, oh, I was headed for T-Mobile myself. Grab a wing. And so off we went. And uh, T-Mobile was just like maybe, I don't know, 30, 40 steps further to the left and walked into the T-Mobile and people know me in there. And oh, okay. uh, so that was great. But Lord, if I had a car, I wouldn't have to worry about that. Just pro- program information in and get out and go, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that just the scariest feeling? I mean, I've been dropped off at the wrong place before and now I run mm-hmm. my GPS. Anytime I get in a vehicle, I've got the GPS running because I just don't, I, I have this trust. Mm-hmm. Thing. <laughs> Me too. I've been dropped off mm-hmm. at the wrong house. It's been. It, oh, yeah. it can be very scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, these days, safety. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, I'm not sure if we have time for this, but um, let's see if I can phrase it quickly. We're talking GPS. What about the Victor Reader Trek? Oh yes. Have you guys seen the Victor Reader Trek? No. Mm. I haven't either. Thoughts? It's interesting. I got a second generation stream thinking that it would be nice to have a dedicated book reading device. Mm-hmm. And it sat in a drawer a lot of the time. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I found myself being so used to how I do things on the phone in terms of getting my books between Voice Dream Reader and Audible and now Bard mm-hmm. and Kindle and iBooks and all the sources of reading materials that we have right on that one device. Mm-hmm. I was kind of annoyed by the fact that I had to carry around two devices. Mm-hmm. And as, as intriguing as the, as the Trek is, it would say, I know it would save a lot of battery life on my phone, but I'm afraid oh, yeah. that I would, I'm afraid that I would get annoyed again about having to carry two devices. Yeah, I would, mm-hmm. That would be my only thing. I, because for the Victor Reader part, I would that would be my bedside reading thing. You know, I've got the, the hmm. stream. I, I just tuck it on my shoulder and, and read my book, and, and, I, and I like it. But what I find that I thought that I would really be intrigued with is downloading books on the device. And, like, you hit download, and it just goes on. It's so slow when you're downloading from Bard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Goodness. Now, supposedly the but Wi-Fi and the Trek is better, um, but I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was kind of wondering about. But I, I think, you know, for us, probably not so much. But, oh, my goodness, the people that I work with, you know, and in, in, in my real-world job, <laughs> um, there's such a span of people. And I think that particular device is like a, a wondrous thing for a lot of folks, you know, who don't use smartphones. Yeah. Want, and so many of them now have streams, which is great. I, one, of my, one of my folks um, is training with a new dog, and, and she was on class, and she said, the stream is as high-tech as I get. That's it. I don't have a computer. Mm-hmm. I don't have, you know, I have a CD player, and I have this. 
And I would love you guys to get an RSS feed so that I can plug in and I can get stuff when I need it. And as a result, we're working on getting an RSS feed. But um, I thought, wow, there are probably a lot of people like this for whom this device is going to be really, really awesome. And I am very well, happy for them. This kind of goes in the same vein. What I'd like to see coming is the new state player with online support because the other state players that I have, um, I don't, I never use it, but it's got great audio and I could put it up on the treadmill and and just read with it, but I don't, I, I actually use my iPhone and I I just bought an Altec Lansing Ultra Jacket speaker, which is the most amazing speaker um, that I've ever heard for Bluetooth. So I, I just use that in my phone to read or listen to music, whatever. So I really don't, don't know if I'd use it, but wow, I think it would be a great boon for people to have Wi-Fi support for the state player. And yeah. I guess it's coming in, what did I hear, 2018, wow. maybe? Wow. I'd still get one just to play with it and to show it off to students if mm-hmm. if I was uh, still working. Yeah, I mean, that would be <laughs> I'm still working by then. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> it's great. That would be amazing, uh, especially if you could tie into RSS feeds with it and just download content. That would oh, be, yeah. be so great yeah. mm-hmm. for so many people. Oh, my gosh. And and that would solve a giant problem for me at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to get yeah. real to people because, um, you know, if you are not tech savvy, you're probably not listening to the show, and that's your loss. But, but increasingly, you know, people are going to have to take up some type of technology to be yeah. to keep up with the world and and uh, um, you know still do what they need to do. And that's don't you hate that though the term when they talk about book reading and, and they're saying, well, we've got to do something for senior citizens. And I'm going, yeah. hold on just a minute, guys. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> it's, you know, people yeah. with, with, you know, minimal income. I mean, yeah. you know, most of the yeah. things that yeah. I want technologically, you know, are way out there, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Wise. And I've been able to get a few of them, but certainly not, you know, by any means what um, – what I'd like to have. Same here. Yeah. So yeah. what about you? What about you, Janine? What would you what like? What about to? me? Oh my gosh. Um, where yeah. does my list start? Well, of course I want the self-driving car. That's kind of an easy, I would love the self-flying plane. That would be awesome. <laughs> 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 but you know, more, I actually want a Columbia embosser. Um, we mm. have one at work and I get to set it up in a couple of weeks and I'm very excited about that. Mm. I actually have to record mm. something about that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would love one of those, and of course, an Orbit 20. Um, for what I use a Braille display for, an Orbit 20 would work. Um, but wow, are those things loud. Have they, they are clackety. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they are quite noisy, um, which is why it would be great for my house, but maybe not in a meeting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here's a topic I'd like to bring up. Allison, uh, what do you think of, uh, and I don't want to mention any names, but you know probably where I'm going with this. What do you think of all of the technology that's being uh, put into like uh, reading with uh, short texts and barcode reading? Do you think any other companies are, let's say, uh, 
maybe wanting to go into something <laughs> completely different? Or do you think there's a, they should be a little bit scared? Or what do you think of that technology? I think some of the newer stuff that's coming out from more of the mainstream companies is giving the specialized people a run from their money, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> um, I don't use those types of products uh, like I used to. I just whip out my phone, but I, but at the same time, I whip out my battery pack. <laughs> oh yes, because <laughs> they are they are extremely battery draining. But I I just I can't help but think something is wrong when I'm downloading uh, a a brand new database and it it gets updated, and I can take my phone out and read um, a more variety variety of barcodes with my phone now it's just crazy i mean things that i can pick up that are generic or that i've never even heard of are in their database um when other companies just are not and it's just it's weird they say like we we have three million four million products and, and and i'm uploading constantly to these guys but just because i don't see the benefits of it as much as i used to because it my phone reads it does a lot more for me now with this type of uh app. I would agree. I, I have one of the specialized readers and I just, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's good in a pinch sometimes if I have it near me, but it's mm-hmm. more often than not easier to just grab my phone. Yeah. I think the yeah. only thing lacking in the phone is the ability to put in your own information. You know, if you get a yeah. tag that's not found, you can actually, and you know what it is, mm-hmm. you can label it, you can put mm-hmm. cooking instructions with things that don't have them. That's the one feature of the standalones that still makes them worth it. I hope that comes. Yeah, Me too. I hope so too, because it would be mm-hmm. so, you know, fairly easy to do, I would think. But, um, you know. Well, yeah, one company is already doing it, that, but I don't use them anymore just because it's, they're not as as fast as the other company, and I'm sure we all know yeah. who I'm talking about. But <laughs> now, but they, but, they, <laughs> but I was just going to say, but they but they have that technology where you can add stuff, so it's, it's I'm sure going to come. Yeah, and if you have a Samsung phone, you can mm-hmm. actually get blank NFC tags, and mm-hmm. you can right. record yep. information on those, and then the Samsung has the built-in reader. Oh, nice! Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And that, folks, is one of the advantages of the Android platform, uh, honestly, is being able to have that variety of device with different Mm -hmm. capabilities, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, having software that's going to be able to accommodate that. Um, (laughs) I felt terrible for the uh, the Blindfold Games gentleman because someone said, oh, can you go to Android? And he said, that's just, you know, you're redeveloping, rewriting everything. Which yeah. is it's uh-huh. quite a bit. It would be a nice thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we do have another uh, competitor to seeing AI, and it is called not to be confused with the barcode reading people. It is called Envision AI. Yep, and it is a really interesting app. We'll we'll review it here, um, probably in one of our upcoming main menus. I'm still learning how to use it. But it, it's got a pay-per-scan model on it. So oh. free initially, yeah. but then you have to, it's sort of like the old tap-tap-C model where you pay for a certain number of scans. And um, I haven't played with the face recognition part of it yet. 
because uh, that just scares me. I, um, seeing AI is... <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It either gets me it either gets me way too old or I, I like the way too young but that doesn't really happen so much anymore so it it <laughs> changes it changes my gender often and mm-hmm. <laughs> yes it, it did that I had my hair pulled back in a ponytail the other day and I was I was a 68 year old man and I thought oh, 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 oh what <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So much for uh, so much for that feature. But um, and I'm not sure if seeing or if Envision AI does actually give you know age estimations. But oh my goodness, <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been so much fun, Allison. We really appreciate having you back on Main Menu. And yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah, tell folks where we can find you if people want to hear more from you. Because you sure, are out the there in the podcast universe in a couple places now. I am. Yes, you can hear uh, me podcasting with my dear friend Robert Carter on the Tech Doctor podcast, and that's at dr-carter.com. Um, I also recently joined uh, That Blind Tech Show, um, which is part of the Blind Abilities Network. And oh, that's can, right. Yeah, yeah. With with uh, Brian Fischler and Jeff Thompson, we have a we have a good old time yucking it up there on the oh, on that blind tech show. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you can subscribe to that by subscribing to the Blind Abilities podcast or um, downloading the Blind Abilities app. Eventually, we may break out into our own feed. But right now, it's through it's through Blind Abilities. May I just say that the um, uh, blind uh, Brian. Uh, Fischler's podcast, you find some of the best of the best podcasters there. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's um, it's been really fun. No, I was just saying that because I'm there. Oh, oh, that's right. You are, Big R. That's All right, right. Janine, uh, take out that I should have not. Yeah, I should have known. I should have known that you would bring it back to yourself, Big R. Seriously, seriously, she, she does a great job. Everybody does a great job on that cast, so. They really so, all do. I hope you yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, please do. And then if you'd like to find out what I'm up to on more of a daily basis, feel free to follow me on Twitter. My username is hot for technology. That's hot the number four technology. Sometimes the language can get a little salty, but it's all in good fun. So <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes, and she likes to retweet Thoughts of Dog, which makes oh yes, always I keep forgetting to subscribe to Thoughts of Dog. So, you know, I I want you know Thoughts of iPhone. <laughs> I tried Thoughts of Cat, and my cat said, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> now you know what we're talking Twitter real quick, and I just remembered there's Twitterific. Oh yeah, Mac. yeah, yes. Right. Oh, what are you all yeah. thinking of that? I am loving it. I've only used it a teeny tiny bit. I'm really very phone centric with my tweeting, but mm-hmm. when I but when I've used it for anything, Twitterific for Mac has been fantastic, and I'm glad we have it. Yeah, me too. So, are you happy with a 240 character limit now? 280, uh, big R. Get with the times. Yeah, really. 280. Oh, <laughs> 280. National figures. So right. What, you, what, what do you What do you think of What do you think of that? I like it because I'm always running out of things uh, of characters in 140. Mm-hmm. I always I always go about 50 or 60 characters over. Um, so 280 280 is just about right. 
Now, see, for me, I'm going to miss the creativity that I saw when people had to cram something into 140. But, you know, other than that, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It took me 10 yeah. minutes sometimes to compose a tweet to get oh, down I know. to 140. Happened to me, too. But, but maybe we'll learn to spell again. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I read, yeah. I read no, things like people would put a U and R and nuts. And that, you know, yeah. that point was well taken. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and but, as yeah, of today, I, I think I'm going to really enjoy that, though. Mm-hmm. And as of today, you can actually lengthen your screen name as well, which frightens me. Oh, uh, goodness. I went ahead and did mine. So. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure oh, wow. I changed it to is shorter than my actual first and last name together. So, oh well. But oh, that's interesting. Yeah, big big changes, you know, in Twitter. Um, and now we just need to really heavily lobby the good folks at Twitter to make that um, photo captioning feature, the description of photos there, make it automatic and easy to find. That's right. Because mm, yeah. you have to go turn that on, and it's not easy to find. But yeah. There are some people still out there doing it doing it well. So Very well in some cases. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is hope. Yes. <laughs> there is definitely <laughs> hope. Well, it has been wonderful to have you with us, Allison and Randy and Jason. And we are planning some holiday surprises for everybody out there. Uh, so if you have some cool holiday gift ideas that are, you know, technology-related fun accessories that you have, um, you can send an email to us on the main menu list. Or, Jason, take it away. Well, you, you do this at the end of the show, too. But how can they email us comments and say, will you guys please shut up? <laughs> Actually, well, they're pretty good at figuring that out. But yeah. It's pretty easy. All you have to do is email mainmenu at acbradio.org. Woohoo! So we definitely want to hear from you. If you found something in the past year that you really think is cool and worth sharing with other folks, um, if you can give us the name of the product and where you bought it at, that would be awesome. And uh, we have a host of, of things here and there to tell you about, speakers and accessories for all your Apple gadgets and uh, many, many, many more things. Well, from Main Menu, this has been Janine Stanley with Jason. Yep. Randy. Hello and goodbye. Burr. <laughs> and Allison. Thanks, everyone. I had a great time. It was great having you on, Allison. Main Menu is a program brought to you by the American Council of the Blind and ACB Radio. It airs every Friday evening beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream and repeats every four hours until 5 p.m. the following day. You can catch it live at acbradio.org mainstream, listen using ACB link for iOS, call 605-475-8130, or grab it as a podcast. To provide feedback, let us know about a product you would like covered, or if you have a demo of your own, email mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can find us on Twitter at Main Menu. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time.